Friends, welcome to this episode of Leadosophy. Today we're talking about being vulnerable as a leader. Vulnerability. How important is it? Is it important at all? You're here with an open mind because that's the rule, not the exception. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Here we go. Are you ready to permanently fuse leadership and philosophy? Then a word of caution. You are about to enter the fully abstract yet wholly concrete realm of leadosophy. Our ideas are not always so clear and distinct. To validate this proposition, we welcome the host of Leadosophy, Tim Wood. All right, welcome back, folks. Welcome back to the engine room of Leadosophy. Quick side note before I dive into vulnerability, the Leadosophy episode, which I usually bring three times a week, I've done this fairly steadily since November, is going to probably suffer a little bit of an interruption. My wife and I, uh, we are moving from Washington State to our nation's capital on the East Coast, and we're leaving next week. We're going to take a 10-day camping trip with my oldest son, our two Great Danes, and for the next month or so, it's just going to be pretty unpredictable. So if I'm not rolling out three episodes a week over the next month or so, I apologize. I'm going to try. I'm going to bring, uh, bring in some, just my iPhone and some basic recording equipment. You probably see a few Leadosophy OTRs on the roads. Leadosophy on the road. I'll try to do a few of those throughout my trip and hopefully you'll get to see some pretty cool places. We're taking the northern route across the United States hit some of the, the Northwestern mountains and on into the plains and should be a fun trip. So that's enough of that. Looking side, looking forward to the move, looking forward to moving to the East coast though. I have really enjoyed my time out here in the Pacific Northwest. If you've never been to the Pacific Northwest coast of the United States, highly encourage it, highly encourage it. Just an extremely scenic place, scenic place, a lot of wildlife, a lot of wildlife. The Pacific ocean is pretty awesome. So there's my plug for the Pacific Northwest. I was not paid to give that plug by any travel agency. Those are my own free unfettered thoughts. So here we go. Vulnerability. I did a podcast yesterday with my cousin. It was really awesome. We talked about, we talked about thinking about leadership philosophically and kind of what that meant. And, you know, he asked me about thinking about leadership philosophically and not everyone does that. And he said, he's never talked to talked to a philosopher before. And I, I retorted that everyone's a philosopher or has the potential to be a philosopher. Philosophy is just the love of wisdom. It's really all it is. So if you, if you want to learn more about a subject, or if you love the idea of just accruing knowledge for the sake of accruing knowledge, accruing knowledge for you is an end in itself and not a means to something else. Then I think you have, the spirit of being a philosopher inside you. So I think we all can do that. And I also said that we could, any subject, any topic, any concept, we can think critically about it. We can break it down into its component parts. We can try to take some of the abstractness out of the concept and make it more concrete, put some teeth on it. Maybe it's metaphors, making it, maybe it's just making a better argument, whatever that might be. Or just maybe reintroducing a concept to somebody or explaining it in a way that maybe just connects with them, right? Sometimes philosophy is just about taking a concept and 
the way it was explained before maybe didn't make a whole lot of sense, but you just kind of, you know, pulled it apart, put it back together and reintroduced it a different way. So that's what I, that's how I think about leadership. I'm constantly trying to pull leadership apart, put it back together. I like to talk to other people and get their concepts of leadership. One of the things I talked about yesterday was what is the essence of leadership? And we're going to get the vulnerability real quick, I promise. But I'm, I'm, I definitely am going off the rails here. But we talked about one of the essence, the essence of leadership. What are the core components? You know, if you, if you stripped away everything from leadership and you had a few things, what are they? You know, everyone has a different concept of leadership. Are, is there any one thing that holds across everyone's concept of leadership that's the same for everybody? It's a fascinating question. I don't know if there's any right answers for that one. So let's dive into vulnerability here. We, I was asked about vulnerability yesterday, and I think it's really important. I think it's really important to understand vulnerability for the self. I think it's important for us as leaders to understand where we draw the line on vulnerability. And vulnerability can mean a lot of different things in leadership. It can mean a lot of different things. You know, by its nature, and I said this yesterday, leadership is inherently a game of vulnerability. Every time you step onto the stage and you're a leader, you are going to be vulnerable. You cannot avoid it. There's no way around it. You will be judged daily. People will watch you. They'll watch what you do. They'll watch what you say. They'll watch how you treat others. And they will judge you. And they'll make value judgments about you. Every decision you make will be, maybe not every decision, but a lot of decisions, especially that have more heavier consequences, will be scrutinized by people above you, people below you, people around you, your peers. That's all states of vulnerability. And vulnerability is a state of mind. It creates certain things. It creates anxiety. It can create fear. And a whole host of other probably emotional feelings. So how many leaders are open about things they are not good at? I talked about this yesterday as well, the weaknesses. We all have weaknesses. We all have gaps. How many leaders are open about that? Or how many leaders try to hide those weaknesses? Because they don't want people to see them. That's vulnerability. How many leaders are afraid to come up empty when searching for a solution or an answer? How many leaders are afraid to let go of the decision-making process, to pass that decision-making process off to other people? How many leaders are afraid of giving up control or asking for help? And I think giving up control, the fear of giving up control goes along with the fear of giving up the decision-making process. I think those are tightly linked, tightly woven. How many leaders are afraid to have their ideas challenged? How many leaders are afraid to fail, afraid to risk something? You know, we all, we all have these fears. It's, it's really natural. I think a lot of it comes down to how do we deal with these fears or anxieties that emerge from the potential to fail or the potential of giving up a decision-making process to someone else. I think it's, I think it largely comes down to embracing vulnerability, which I believe is a skill. I think it's a skill that can be learned. I think it's a deliberate process. It takes a lot of practice. I think you can hone the skill. I think you can sharpen it. And I think you can probably, the skill can atrophy. It can get, it can weaken if, if you're not consistently in a position 
where you are vulnerable for certain things and you react favorably or you meet the, meet, meet the challenge. I think of public speaking. I think public speaking is really a good example for me because it's a personal example. So up until, you know, probably my early to mid twenties, I, I was fearful of public speaking. I was extremely shy as a kid. I didn't like, I would, you would never catch me dead walking up to a stranger and trying to initiate a conversation. Just something, something Tim didn't do. But as I got into my mid twenties and I was, you know, four or five, six, seven years in the military, I found myself in a leadership role where I had to come out of my shell. I had to address people. I had to talk to people. I had to move around with, within the community and meet external stakeholders and introduce myself that builds confidence. I said this yesterday, confidence is the kryptonite to the fears that come from vulnerability. It's confidence. And again, public speaking is a skill. You know, there may be something, there may be some people that are more naturally gifted at public speaking, but we all can develop the skill in some way if, if it's something we put our time and energy into. This YouTube channel is a prime example, Leadosophy. I wavered for months before I launched the YouTube channel. I made excuses of why I should wait. I procrastinated purposefully, intentionally. I continued to kick the can down the road. Why? It was a fear of being vulnerable. Vulnerability. It was the fear of putting my thoughts on leadership and it may, maybe in a more philosophical frame or through a philosophical lens, I was afraid to do that. I've, I've feared my imposter bias, you know, as a philosopher. And I've talked about this before on other, other episodes, you know, am, am I worthy to call myself a philosopher and am I worthy to, to call myself as a leadership scholar? And am I worthy to combine those two concepts and form leadosophy? I wrestled for a long time with that. It felt right for me. It felt intuitive. I loved talking about leadership. I love the passion. I pursue leadership studies and things like that because I'm a passionate about it. I pursue other people's knowledge of leadership because I passionately want to learn from them. I want to know what they know or what they believe or what their concepts are. But when I finally launched my YouTube channel and I finally started recording the first few episodes, incrementally I started building up confidence and it was a slow process. There are no shortcuts to building confidence. There are no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts to gaining experience. I think there's a shortcut as far as maybe you can lessen the learning curve by watching others have a mentor, have a coach things like that. I think you can maybe, I think you can maybe shorten the learning curve a little bit, but at the end of the day, you still need that hands-on experience in anything we do, anything you do to build that confidence. And as that confidence grows, I think it pushes aside the feelings that come from being vulnerable. I think it's, it's slowly like uh, the light starts to, it just dims. It's like a candle that slowly starts to burn out the fear and anxiety. It just, it loses its fuel as confidence grows. I don't know if you like that metaphor. I kind of like that metaphor. Anyways. 
there's another side of vulnerability that I think is important. And I'm going to wrap the show up with, with, with that. I think, I think vulnerability or maybe being just more open as a leader and everyone has a line, right? They don't want to cross. Some people don't like to, to separate the personal and the professional. You know, some people don't like to talk about their home life or what's going on and with their dog surgery or what, you know, some people just don't want to bring that into the workplace and the workplace is just one example. And that's, that's okay. There are plenty of effective leaders out there that are completely stoic. They're completely business only when they discuss anything and they're still probably highly effective. But what I found in my experiences is I think a certain amount of vulnerability or kind of letting yourself out there a little bit, I think it may help deepen relationships a little on a, maybe not super deep, but it may break through the superficial ice that kind of sits on the top of the surface as far as relationships go. Leadership is highly relational. It is not wholly, but it is largely about relationship building, relationship developing, fostering relationships, making new relationships. So how deep of an emotional connection do you make with people around you? Well, I think, again, vulnerability or the state of being a little vulnerable, whether that's exposing your weaknesses or telling people what your weaknesses are, you open up a little bit of an emotional channel for feelings to flow back and forth. You know, it's the same thing if, if you're a leader and you walk up to somebody and you say, hey, how was your weekend? Assuming that you're not just asking that because you feel like you have to check a box. As soon as you ask them that, the follower is vulnerable. You're asking them to talk about something that has nothing to do with the workplace. And again, if why would you ask them if you didn't really want to know? They're, you're expecting them to, to open up a little bit. You want to know a little bit about them, right? And the more you do that, if you're receptive... And if you're willing to share information back, I believe it open, opens up some emotional channels that can help your cause as a leader. And that's just my personal belief. Again, everyone's got to explore their own meaning, what that means to them, right? I didn't want to, I guess, by nature, we talk about nature and nurture. My nature was probably, my wife would agree with this, I'm probably more of an emotional person uh, if you had to put me into the emotional bucket or to the stoic bucket and you had to choose one or the other, I think my, I think I would probably put myself more in the emotional bucket. I'd ask my wife. I think she'd probably agree with me. My wife would go in the stoic bucket for sure. That's one of her qualities by nature. I think she's laughing if she's listening to this right now. But just to close out here, as far as the emotional level, connecting with people on an emotional level, I think it can help your cause as a leader. I think it can help. It just lets people know you're not, you're not plastic. You know, we're not robots. And I know we like to put on this persona sometimes about, you know, we're the stoic person, but that's just not always reality. It's not reality. All right, friends, that's all I got. If you got some feedback, send me some comments in the YouTube on the YouTube channel, shoot me an email, tim at leadosophy.com, tim at leadosophy.com. Subscribe if you want, share it, don't share it, 
delete it, whatever you need to do. I encourage your thoughts and feedback. Remember, leadosophy is about using the tools of philosophical thought to deepen our understanding of leadership and of life. We will catch you next time. And I'm not quite sure when that next time will be. I'll try to keep some updates on my website, leadosophy.com. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching and listening to another episode of Leadosophy. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button and check out leadosophy.com and learn more about Tim's ideas on philosophy and leadership. We'll see you next time.